Hells and Sub Brokerage. How was that so far? When did you become sub? What made you transition uh, to sub brokerage? It was an accident. Didn't oh. want to do a sub brokerage. Depends how deep you guys want to get on this. But in 2019, I started a brokerage with a partner and then uh, it didn't go well. And then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll just end up with the brokerage. And then this was before we could do pranks, right? So right. Um, professional real estate. Personal real estate corporation. Yeah, personal real estate corporation. And the idea is just to defer income, right? But then the problem of prec is by um, recall rules or Tressa now too, uh, you basically can't move money from the prec into a holding company. So the only way you can do that is with sub brokerage. So that was a main driver, the main reason to go into sub. Okay. Yeah. Not for really marketing or branding purposes. It's just more for the back end structuring, you know, tax and counting. Okay. Ta- tax advantages, right? Like the yeah. idea, like a lot of our investor clients ask us about it too. But if you're collecting income through the corporation, you pay your corporate tax rate sub $500,000 and you can actually invest that right away. So basically you're investing 88% of your gross income. Whereas a lot of people, if they're buying some or like buying investment property, they have to buy with after tax money, which is usually like somewhere between like, 70% of you're at the 30% tax rate, or if you're making over 250, you're at like the 52% tax rate, right? So you have that 30% spread on money you can invest. So for the real estate agents that's planning to go sub, uh, when do you think is the right timing? It's, it's a terrible idea. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you're okay. watching it, don't, don't, don't do it. It's way too much paperwork. Okay. It's way too much paperwork. I think prec is good enough. Yeah, I'm and, a prec, yeah. Yeah, unless you plan to do like a lot of investment and you have like a good accountant. Like essentially, if you want to do this very tax efficiently, you have to be making a decent amount of money to justify the cost because you got accounting costs, you got lawyer costs, and don't forget every single corporation costs you a few grand a year to do the numbers, right? So you have to make sense of the numbers before you do it. But if yeah. you do it, it's set up really well, right? Okay, so you actually regret doing it. If you were to go back in time, you'd rather choose not to do something, rather just stay with PREC, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in short, I would definitely do that. It's just, just not worth it. All the administrative, the paperwork, and as well, now you kind of essentially became the broker of record. So you're on the hook for everything. Yeah, it's, it's the worst <laughs> idea ever. I think I was, people are asking me, so why'd you do it? I'm like, oh, I just, I don't even know. You don't even like, know I, I don't even know. Because I told and, you, right? what's like, your sub called again? Uh, so our office, Remax Excel, and then Advantage. So you're Remax Excel Advantage. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I think there's seven of us here. Okay. I think there's seven subs when I last talked to Joe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I know we have a lot. I never counted, but yeah. We have a lot. Yeah, so this is a big shout out for Joe. If anyone wants yes. to sub, come to Joe. That's He's it. He's got a good deal, man. He's got a good deal. Come here. He'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. Make sure that the referral goes to me, though. <laughs> Not Zen. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, Joe's supposed to give me a referral, and oh, it yeah? never happened. I'm like, Should we bring him in now? Let's bring him in right now. Go get on the mic now. Let's set up another microphone. We are boring his office right now to set up my studio. That is correct. That is correct. No, it's really nice here. And like Joe's very relaxed about the oh stuff he's too. the so best great. Yeah, it's great joe's the best i i've known him even before i uh, became licensed how i know joe was actually my family used him uh for real estate when he was an agent <laughs> yeah t- 20 years ago that's how that was actually one of my first encounter with a real estate transaction and how this works so my sister was buying a, a pre-construction condo and, course, and, yeah. and 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 joseph was the platinum agent at that time there was no such thing as like um you know emailing floor plans and brochures everything, everything had to meet up in person yeah, yeah. and everything was very secretive too yeah the flipping paper i remember on right. the clipboard <laughs> right, 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 right. so joe joseph comes in out of nowhere on a meeting at a coffee shop and he brings a whole briefcase a 
the biggest briefcase you probably ever seen. It's probably those like lawyers' briefcase. Oh yeah, the fake ones. Yeah. yeah, and he opened it, and there it is. There was like twenty separate folders, and each folder was a unit, was his allocation. Mm. So he was showing his allocation for that pre-construction condo, and trying to. He was trying to explain us we should buy this one or buy that one, and we're just basically picking and choosing. So that was my first experience actually with pre-construction. It, it's funny you say that. I have a lot of clients who they're like, "Oh, you're at Remax Excel." It's like, "Oh, that's Joseph, right?" Yes. And it's just always usually like the. Asian aunties. The Asian so, aunties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, Joseph, yeah, how's he doing? I'm like, oh, everyone seems to know Joe. <laughs> this is how you know OG Joseph is. Oh, yeah, he is yeah. like OG, OG in the Markham area. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's actually really good, man. Yeah, it's really good. So so let's dive in. How, how did you start real estate? Why? Why did you start real estate? That's the main question. When 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 was this? Like, what, 10, 10 years ago? Six years yeah, ago? Yeah, 2012. Um, I'm seeing where I can start this story. Yeah, so essentially, I'll start here. It was an accident, as with Again. most things. Yeah, it's always an accident. Everything's an accident. With everything's an accident. accident. <laughs> yeah, everything's an accident. Yeah. Um, I was in a company, corporate. We were designing holograms. So um, if anyone remembers, I think in 08, when Tupac came back to life, did like Coachella. <laughs> I love how you reference Tupac. No, no, no. That was a year. Okay, got no, it. No, hang on, hang on. No, no, no. I don't know what you were talking I, about. I know where it's going. So like, he comes back to life. Coachella, yes. yes Everyone's yes, tripping yes. out. It's like, oh my God, Tupac is back. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So we did something similar to that. Okay. And basically, I worked corporate there for a bit. And you know when you're younger, 20, yeah. and I think it wasn't as big when we were younger, but like, I was like, oh yeah, entrepreneurship, you know, side hustle, all that other jazz. So we were running a whole bunch of other things on the side. Uh, I had an app for a little bit that did um, like sports highlights that were sent to you, a notification. And we tried to run that, didn't go too well. The company that I worked for for the hologram, um, while I was doing that, one of my buddies was like, oh yeah, hey man, you got a good personality. Why don't you try getting your real estate license? I feel like you may know him too. Who is it? Peter Lee. Peter Lee. Peter Lee. He's There's at, a lot of Peter Lee's actually. Yeah, no, so he's actually the OG on YouTube for okay. like Toronto real estate. Okay. He was the first one that started. Like he actually told me to do the YouTube channel. And like, I remember, oh. yeah, I remember I drove to his place in North and I'm like, yo, I need a mic. <laughs> like, I don't know, Cause like I recorded off my phone. I'm like, yo, the audio sucks. Yeah. I'm like, can I borrow your lav mic? Like the ones like you pin there. Right. And that's how I got my first 10 videos. Okay. Yeah. So he told me to get my real estate license and I was still kind of like working the corporate job, trying to run the app. And then I think one day I went to work. Um, we were like a sub department of the hologram company who ironically was actually um, a large real estate company. And what they do is they burr commercial properties. That's What's the company I, name? Can you share? Rose and Thistle. They're not around anymore. Mm. I don't want to say anything too much. They're not around, but yeah. Okay. Uh, essentially, we got laid off via email. Uh, we got uh, two that's weeks how you notice. Found out, eh? And then, yeah, and then I was like, oh, this sucks. And then <laughs> I ha coincidentally got my license uh, two weeks ago. And I remember, like, I was scrolling through my Facebook, like, way back. You know, like when you're younger, you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know how to start, get started. But like as, as a new agent, you get started, you're like, yeah, as long as I post on Facebook and people know I'm a real estate agent, businesses will come flowing in. That's so I, I put like uh, Instagram, you know, I, I don't know when you got your license, but like uh, Treb used to give you um, like a lunch after you go register. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got, I got a carrot yep. muffin and then yep. I took a photo. It's of all it. pastries. Yeah. All carbs. I remember yeah, yeah, that. all carbs. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, got my congratulation muffin. Now I'm a real estate agent. And a pen. Yes. Yeah. And a pen. And I remember a that. Pen. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, business is flowing in. I sat there. I'm like, oh, snap. Okay. What do I we do now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, okay, I yeah. lost my job too. I'm like, okay, I'm on EI for a little bit, but I got to make stuff work. So yeah, that's how I got started. That's how you started, huh? Wow. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Okay. But let me ask, let me ask this question. I'm going to flip it back on you. Of course. How did you get started? I got started and when I was in university and I always knew that I want to be a business owner, but I don't know what type of business yet. 
because I I saw my siblings and I actually my parents used to own Chinese restaurants, so kind of being in that entrepreneurial family. And at that time, you know, it's typical. I don't know the typical Asians, but I had to pay for my own university and everything, and I needed money, right? And I did all the part-time jobs you can think of from A to Z. And so while I was grinding in university and part-time jobs, I'm like, you know what? This real estate gig sounds sounds good, right? Because that typical where my first exposure to real estate was the previous story that I just told yeah, you, Joseph, jo- Joseph yeah. and a few other agents I saw my family was doing business with, uh, I mean, uh, by real estate with. I was like, oh, that's how you, like, sell real estate i thought it was a lot more complicated because because literally these guys were just showing a few papers showing a few floor plans two hours of meetup and then they earn quite a bit of money because i asked my sister how much did you did she make did they make it's like it was five figures i was like wow so typical you know, that's what the new agents think too right exactly <laughs> so i was in that in that mindset when i was young too i was like okay if they can do it i, I can do, do it, it yeah. so that's how gave me the push of getting my license first uh so and, it, it was uh, an idea you had right yeah nobody pushed me nobody no pushed push me to do it nobody yeah but i saw it happen and i'm like i can do it too but just you- like you know once I got licensed, what I do now? Because, yeah, yeah. but see, one of the things I always look back on, and I was kind of thinking about this with my wife too. I was like, "What are those things that, like, ultimately you cannot control that forced you to be here?" Right? I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay? okay. So how did I end up sub brokerage, get a real estate license? I'm like, what got me there? So I was thinking back. I'm like, okay. So it was my buddy Peter who told me to get my license. How did I meet Peter? And I was like, okay, I met him while working at Spring Rolls, the restaurant. So I remember that. Spring Rolls, I love yeah. Spring Rolls back then, actually. The Pad Thai was amazing. <laughs> at the time. At the time. That was way better Pad Thai, guys. Shout out to Kelsan Road and Pie. Yes. Yeah, which is funny because yeah. um, the original, so that's where Matt and I met too. Yeah. And the original manager is actually a realtor now with Matt. Okay. Um, but I met Peter there and I was like, okay, how did I get a job at Spring Rolls? And I was like, okay, uh, my mom uh, was seeing someone who was a contractor renovating them. Okay. And I was like, okay, so if my mom didn't date this person and he didn't work at this random thing, I wouldn't have met Peter at Peter and wouldn't have gotten my license. So like these weird random things mm. that like lead us to where you are that you can't even control. Yeah. Like I always think people always think like, oh, they uh, over index on like how good you are. But I think people under index on how lucky they are because yeah. without those things I cannot control, I would not be where I am right now. So it's almost kind of like, how, what was a coincidence that your family met Joe, which led you to think that real estate agents make a lot of money, which led you to become a real estate agent? Well, my sister's a very smart lady because she's always been a serial entrepreneur opening many different kinds of businesses. And I saw her always networking and meeting different people and, and investing and, and with different investments, right? Buying different investments. So that's why I knew for a fact that where I kind of get my entrepreneurial spirit from mm. and just keep on meeting people. And by meeting people, you'll create opportunities just like you yeah. as well. And sometimes people lead the people. Yeah, always. So I you know that know. for sure ever since day one in sales or real estate or we want to open a business, just nonstop keep on meeting people. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what's kind of missed on people. Because yeah. when people ask me, like, hey, what's the secret sauce for real estate? No. Agent? I'm like, it's no secret sauce. You, there's no secret sauce. You no. just got to do the work. And whatever you're good at, like, you know, call it. When people ask me that, I say, go hustle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hustle I mean, it like, literally, go hustle. Just hustle. Yeah, but like, it, 
people always ask me like, how do you do? I'm like, whatever you're comfortable with, right? Like um, I have an agent on my team, like you just go on the phone and like, go make phone calls. If you're a social media person, go make content, right? If you're like YouTube me, like go make YouTube, right? If you're a door knocker, go knock on doors, whatever works for you. And I'll tell you one thing, the reason why I say go hustle and go try everything, because no matter what in your head or what you think that you're good at or what you like, it turns out that a lot of times actually after you experience it, a lot of times you realize, oh, that's not the thing that you want to specialize in. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like maybe you want to just specialize in investors or first-time buyers. You turn out after a while, trying out different things, commercial properties, uh, pre-construction, you realize, okay, I only want to do pre-construction. I only want to do resale. So when I was young and after experiencing Joseph again, I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm only going to do pre-construction because this, this looks, you know, it's exciting. Rent, like, well, um, you amazing get, like, tall parties, skyscrapers yeah, and exactly. parties and yeah. events and you know I don't have to go door knock I don't have to show people homes and, and do that kind of grind right and it turned out that I actually enjoy doing that more than pre-construction I actually enjoy that grind that that challenge of showing people and, and finding the dream home of my clients so I actually enjoy that I, I, I do I, I do do all of it I, yeah. I, I find enjoyment in all of them well, like, you have to find some kind of drama because, like, I mean, anyone watching this, like, sales suck, man. Like, yeah. you're just going to get rejected <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You just got to get good at You need to be it. thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. Because people always look at, like, anyone, like, you know, from envy or from, like, a comparison perspective. And it's always like, oh, hey, these guys did it, right? Yeah. And it's always like, how did they get there? What's the shortcut? What's the secret sauce? And usually it's just, like, people work behind the scenes and what you see their success is just overnight, but really, they're just like hustling no, like crazy for years. No, there's no such thing as overnight success, man. No, there's no overnight yeah. success. There's no such thing, right? Like they, you've been doing this for 10, 12 years? 15, actually. 15? Yeah, 15, I don't know, I look oh, at Oh man, you are OG then. It's the Asian jeans, man. You look good, man. <laughs> thank look you, good. thank you. I know. <laughs> Zero and wrinkles. And listen, it, I just bought, it's the skin cream that I just bought. Black Friday sale, that's what it is. <laughs> it's the 10, skip, uh, 10 step Korean one? Uh, no, it's the Japanese brand. Oh, even fancier. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've tried, I had different brands. I keep on trying it. And then I realized this Black Friday sale, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Try this Japanese brand. I think the Japanese people got it right. When you look at Japanese people, like they look super young. Oh no, but you know, like you ever see those like Hong Kong pop stars from like the 60s? Yeah. Not the 60s, the 90s. And yeah. they're like almost 60 now, right? They and they now. all look so young. They still look the same. I know. I'm just like, there's something in the jeans or something they're eating. No, or it's like the Hong the Kong, it's the, the water, I guess. Maybe, I don't know what it is. It's like the New York water. The water cleans you up. The Pacific Ocean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like it, it, you, don't look that, you don't look that old. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay, well, I try to keep uh, fit and try to have a good regimen. I think that matters. And you can't just be like focused on one thing. Just like doing deals, doing deals. You got to have a nice, I don't like to use the word balance. You just got to have a nice, uh, really good plan out regimen and then execute it. Do you do anything for that? Like, do you have yeah. any kind of like running to, or exercising? Or yeah, just try to stay in shape. Yeah. I'm basically just trying to be like anti-dad bod now. That's oh, yeah. actually it. Cause like, don't have so yeah, I have to, to say congrats, out. man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How, is the, how old is your baby now? 14 months 14 now. months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so just anti-dad bod. I think when we moved into the house like years ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have a gym downstairs. It is- Never happened. Well, no, no, I put it in. It was but the you never best. touch it. No, 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 <laughs> no I do. It. No, I go three times a day. Yeah. But then, like with the kid now, like I get what, like twenty minutes, thirty minutes when he's just like taking a nap or something. You just so gotta, you gotta squeeze, squeeze it. In. Yeah, you just gotta squeeze it in. Yeah. Like something is better than nothing. Yes. And a gym downstairs in the house is probably the best investment in the house because it's like de-stressing. Yeah. So you can like turn our phone off. Like I guess in the real estate. No, no, it's just like a squad rack. Yeah. Right. Squad That's rack. Amazing. Just, yeah. Just weights and the the crazy thing is like. You don't appreciate how good a home gym is because like, you know, sometimes if you're like 
going to gym, people are staring at you, you have to drive there, you have to not shower or whatever. So like mine is just like, I walk there in my boxers, I can work out like shirtless, right? And then I can, when I'm done, I go to the sauna and then I take a shower. I'm done in like sub an hour. If I even extend it. Oh up. yeah. That's I work amazing. out at 45 minutes. I'm in and out. I'm done. And it more than an hour. I feel like now. No, it's, 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 it's just, well, I mean, you have two kids. So too, you, right? you, so you, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> you're squat. You squat. Eh? I, look, I love squatting too. Yeah. So you like working that legs and uh, you must have big quads. It's a big problem. <laughs> pants don't fit properly. Yes. So, like, yeah, you got to stop pants. stacking it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stop stacking the weights. <laughs> people, people dread doing leg days, but I love leg days. Leg days great. I think it, um, hits more muscle groups yes. and it just feels better lifting heavier weights well they say like when you do legs like especially squats they increase testosterone too so over the overall body like you really get it overall growth from it not just legs people think oh when you do squats it's just the legs but it actually really helps with increase increasing testosterone and all that yeah maybe i mean i didn't look into it like yeah. you ever follow like any it. of um is it huberman 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 no. andrew huberman stuff so he's got a lot of science behind that stuff like all these things to do i just I want to do it because like try to like you know optimize the body just yeah. don't have time with a oh. young young kid that's kind of it so transitioning to uh real estate daddy that really pretty much like how you kind of balance both doing real estate deals while still operating a crazy popular youtube channel Thanks. and also try to be like a full-time dad as well how do you do that there's no such thing as balance no there's no such there's thing no that's why i don't like use the word balance yeah. there's, there's no thing. you just like your priorities change and you just got to carve out time for it right like my schedule now is I get the kid in the morning. I have some time with him. I drink my coffee, feed him breakfast. He's old enough right now where he's like sitting on the little small plastic tables, you know, like the Fisher Price ones. So like, you know, I put his food down, he's eating at it. I sip my coffee, just watch him. It's just like a nice morning. Yeah. And just like, don't touch my phone until about 10. And then usually um, my wife comes out and watches him. Maybe I'll get like two hours to maybe crank out some content on like Monday, Tuesday. And then I got to put out fires usually in the afternoon. Yeah. And then, that's what it is. Yep, he wakes up from his nap. Fires every day. Yeah, I get two hours from that, and then dinner time at five. Mm, five, you're an early eater. No, 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 no. We just got to get ready. For, but because you know, the baby needs to sleep. Yeah, early. yeah, exactly. You, you know the drill. Yeah, right? I know the drill. Know the drill. Like it's, I'm 100 percent sure it's going to change later right. when like he goes to daycare. Yeah, but it's different phases. At the moment, it's, yeah, this right now. So like the team does a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah, it must help now that you have a team. It, yeah. It's very helpful, but it's very stressful. I mean, you have a big team too, so. Yeah, well, it's just, it's just managing the team and at the same time, it's good when everyone has the roles too. Yeah. 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 But like when you're kind of like growing and there's always like scaling problems when you're growing the team. Scaling? Yeah, I tend, when it comes to scaling, I think a lot of it is marketing and then second, the back end, the systemization. I think, uh, yeah, definitely the more solid the system is, more organized, then, then shouldn't have too much of a scaling issue. Yeah. Because that's what that, that's what happens when you whenever you're business expanding any kind of industry, right? You grow bigger, you grow bigger. Then there's got to be a lot of things that one department's got to fall back, right? But you must have like standard operating processes. We do for, for sure. Like, yeah, so like we everyone have like playbooks for to, everything. Yeah, exactly. So like you got to get that stuff up yes. and running and make sure everyone has that same type of experience of like the house team. Yeah. Because otherwise you're like, well, the team's growing too fast and people aren't following the playbook. Then the client experience is different. Yeah. And like I can tell, like you're very kind of client focused type of like yes. realtor and most of them you know you work off a lot of referrals right so you have a certain playbook that you gotta make sure all the boxes are checked for the clients to have a good experience yeah otherwise it's like just no good right well it's a process of duplication i find it whenever you're uh growing uh your empire or business organization it's about you know you, you hear it saying all the time it's like oh if only i can just um clone myself 
<laughs> right? And I think for all the agents out there that just are burning out and don't have an assistant, if you if your um, uh, revenue justify, I think you should definitely get an assistant. That's like the number one. That's the first, in my opinion, one out of three add-ons that you should add on to your organization. The first, the first thing, if you're considering, if you're like a one-man show right now, before even considering starting any kind of team by bringing any buyer agent, don't you agree is that you should you definitely need an uh, admin assistant or some kind 100%. of support? Yeah. How, how many years in before you got your first assistant? Well, I was lucky because when I first started, um, after a few years, when I, my business really took off, then William joined. So you know that kind of like family team is always good, right? Where everyone just kind of um, backs each other up. And then eventually my sister joined as the back end. So oh, really? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So yeah, you just met Shirley. Shirley helped a lot. Shirley's your sister? She's my sister, I know. Oh. But no look alike. <laughs> my mind's blown. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I have three sisters, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so the oldest sister was the one that exposed me to real estate investments. The oldest one. She's like yeah. 10, 10 years older than me. Yeah. And uh, no, and I have another sister in Hong Kong, and Shirley's my youngest sister, and she is very good in the back end stuff. Like in York University, she studied linguistics, and, and so, so she's like amazing. So yeah, definitely the credit owes to her as well because no matter how many people see us at the front end like the front of you don't know like back, you yeah. really your back end needs to be extremely solid in order to, for you to push forward and kind of like uh build your brand we're just uh quote-unquote pretty faces we don't really do much the back end does so much of the heavy lifting the for back us back end is everything really yeah. um so i was lucky in that sense so my sister helped out then but to hire uh, a full-time assistant like a real assistant was actually just about three, four years ago, really. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Before that, I had a VA. Yeah. I, yeah. I eventually had a VA first. Yeah. That's another option, guys. I think like before having a full time in person assistant, if you if if you feel like you know you're not ready to do like a, a full time, then do a part time VA. I think a VA helps yeah. first. Even like yeah. someone who can do some part time, some spreadsheets. Yeah, some, some uh, spreadsheets, some uploading, booking, some showings. Yeah, uploading the stuff on MLS, which takes a lot of time. I really liked it. I got two VAs. Then I eventually transitioned to a full time because I realized that the, the VAs is not local. So the a lot of stuff I, I found it that they don't understand as good as if I were to hire full time in yeah. person. So that's when there's like context that's missing. That yeah. certain ways things are done and kind of like call it like our local market. That exactly. The, like local help is a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Like I have, I, I think at the highest point we had three assistants. Yeah. Just to like do a lot of like exactly. more repetitive things. Yeah. And they, you know, you got but not three in person, right? Zan? Like two. No, two in person and, and one was. Uh, VA, right? Yeah. yeah exactly. One was VA. Yeah. So like you definitely want one for bookkeeping. Yeah. I mean like outside of the sub brokerage, right? You have bookkeeping for yourself. I think you definitely need someone to do um, the booking of appointments if you're on the buy side. Or even if you're on the list side, you definitely need someone to call other agents to get feedback because that stuff is so like monotonous. But like you have to do it because that kind of creates the um, like ability for you to sell the property and you can actually pivot, right? So those are two things on the buy list side that you have to have someone to do. Otherwise, if you're the one that's doing all the time, you're never going to have the ability to source new business, right? What about your media side? Do you have assistance for the media side, or they do that as well? No, I actually tried that. Okay. The problem is. Like I have a tendency to speak, so my like speak faster, so my cadence is faster, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's so weird because 
I would get it all the time on my YouTube comments, and they're always like, "Hey, can you speak a slower? Your content's great." Yeah. Or they they trash me I'm like a you fast speak too fast. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're in sales. But then I'm like, "Hey guys, here's a link. You can try 0.75x speed. I hear it works." <laughs> 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 right. But That's like another way to do it. Yeah, yeah, I try doing that, and sometimes when I put the content out, they're like, "I'm the one that knows all the data and everything." So when someone else does the editing, I'm like, "Okay." Uh, they miss a couple things, right? So it's a problematic. Yeah. But if I want to get into like animations and more FX, that kind of thing, I've seen some of your signature house stars. They're really good. So like if I want to get into some of that stuff, right? Like, yeah, I have to probably hire some help for that. But at the moment right now, like it takes me like maybe 30 minutes to edit. And like, it's just a weird thing for me. Like I hate hearing my own voice. So like I have, I- It does take time to get used to. Yeah. So I just edit on myself at a faster speed. So it doesn't take too, too long. Yeah. Okay, so your YouTube channel, Prime Properties TO, 13,700 subscribers. I just checked so, it. So, so something like that. Something like that. Do you remember what you said to me? What? It was like years ago. It's like, yo, Zen, whenever I see your email, I can't see your name. All I see is TS though, DJ oh, Baby. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I can't, yeah, yeah. I've never unsaw that. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I can never unsee that. Because <laughs> Prime Properties T- and the TO is Tiesto. <laughs> yeah, so I thought, I'm like, hey, what, what, what channel is that? Prime Pop Tiesto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember since we did that thing, I'm like, oh, I can't unsee it. You can't see it anymore. <laughs> so, YouTube channel. Yeah. How did you uh, got the idea of d- doing a YouTube channel? Uh, and it's, it, look, it looks like it's catered to only more for, more so investments, right? Investor-focused stra- strategies was. and yeah. info and tips. Okay, well, how did you get the idea? It was, well... Same back to this guy who got me into real estate. He yeah. started doing video. Peter, and I was yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I keep saying the same thing to the same people over and over again. So like for a little bit between 2015 and 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. I think that's when we collided too with like the pre-con stuff. Yes. And yes, yes, just, it was. Yeah. You kept saying the same thing to the same people. Yeah. Right. About calling about the projects. I'm like, so, okay, I'm going to save some time. And I've always just been like, uh, I want to optimize everything kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just made, I'm like, I'm just gonna make a video. I'm like, hey guys, here's the project, watch this video, and then you can call me back in 10 minutes so I can like do something else. So I did that over and over again. I'm like, oh, I should probably just do this for all the things I keep talking to other people about. So I did that and I wasn't intending to uh, lead Jen out of it. I actually remember like my wife was like telling me, she's like, oh yeah, we do a lot of like paid ads and we get like, you know, a high ROAS and everything. And I was like, okay, you know what? why don't we actually try running this YouTube thing and generate organic leads? I'm like, oh, it's not going to work. No, it's not going to work, right? And then it blew up. And then I was just like, okay, all right, maybe I should put focus on this. So it's just, again, like a lot of things in my life on accident. <laughs> Amazing. How, how did it blow up though? What do you mean by that? Like your first five videos, oh, one of man. the videos went viral or like 20 videos. It usually takes like, yeah, and the, and the, like what, which video did you notice that? Okay, th- we, we have something here. Which I video? think it started in like 20... 19. So I was running this in 2017 when I started the brand. So Prime Properties TO. And then the first video, it was so ridiculous because like it took eight hours to make the first video. And you're so afraid, you're so nervous, you know, like it's just, I'm, I'm sitting in my condo just trying to like do this and memorize what I have to say. I'm just like, uh, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like you forget everything, right? Yeah. And, and it's ridiculous. And there's just one thing I don't think anyone except for like a couple of clients noticed, like, I don't know why we decided like every single video, we're just going to go get a new cup. Cause I always had a cup. I was drinking something. Right. And I just always changed my cup for like the first hundred videos. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I have so many cups. Yeah. Right. So we're like, I don't know why I'm doing it. So like in the beginning, we're like, why are we doing all these weird random things? It makes no sense at all. And at one point I think I was holding a Swiffer for something like the first 
10 videos together right now, if I look back, probably do not have a thousand views. Okay. And I would say when we started doing more kind of like um, on trend, on topic kind of topics, it kind of got picked up a little bit more and more and more people uh, latched on. And then we did a bunch of like, um, like collateral to style of marketing with like our newsletter and the paid advertising. And then eventually like you get lucky or like the YouGoop algorithm, God shines on you and you get a little bit of boost here and there. You get, and then I want to say it goes viral, but like I think over time, like the views just keep adding up over and over and over again. And at some point it just became like this thing that's just kind of out there. Yeah. Consistency. Just keep yeah, on is. pushing out videos and uh, people will see the consistency and they like your content. So eventually you'll gain their trust and, and follow. Yeah, I think a lot of it is also kind of like I was saying, whether you get luck and just doing the work, like you said, I hustle. Well, luck, luck comes from consistency. And yeah, exactly. Right? To so, an extent, but like there's certain things I yeah, can't control. Right? Exactly. But I would say. Don't even control your effort. Exactly. I, I think we got a little bit of an advantage in that. Like, I think we were some of the first few people on YouTube and I think a lot of people are on it now. It's um, definitely more saturated, but it's there's, there's, saturated. there's enough slices of the pie for everyone. YouTube is huge. Yeah, exa- exactly. Right. And when we got kind of like to, I think, year three. And at the day, it's still, also very niche. It's still niche. It's, it's still Because very we niche. only focus on the city of Toronto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's that many real estate agents that are consistently putting out videos uh, in Toronto like you. There's definitely more now. Like, I think yeah, like, but all of them know each other. Right? Yeah. Um, but I would say if anyone's trying to do it, like, she had to keep going at it. Like, I didn't get a first deal out of it for three years. I just put it there because I'm like, hey, watch this. Because, yeah. you know, like, when you ever go to, like, parties and they're like, oh, you're a real estate agent, right? And you're like, how's the market? I don't know how to answer that, man. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, here's a QR code. Here's a link. You can check out my latest thoughts. Yeah. Why, I just don't want to talk about That's it. That's the right number now. one question. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm, not that, I'm not there to try to, like, get clients, right? So, yeah. No, but you're, the reason when you first started the YouTube channel, very similar to the reason why I started the Signature House Tours, was that, you know, you, you instead of, it's, it's a process of duplication. Yeah. It's, it's another sense of, as we just discussed, it's like, okay, instead of me always talking and explaining the investment strategies and tips, I can literally document it in a video form that can always be replayed. Yeah. And, and hence that it can be marketed and exposure and keep on, and that's how your business grow. Yeah, so everyone has to leverage some kind of content creation because content allows you to duplicate and go f- like further, faster, and stronger too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then it compounds too. When we uh, decided to start Signature House Tour, it, that's what I, just like you, I was like, I was going to listing appointments and it's like three hours. <laughs> I don't oh, know why. so long. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know about you, but my listing appointments back then was long. It's always like two, three hours, two hours minimum. And one big part of it, probably uh, 30% of the, the listing appointment was the marketing strategy and how we market differently. And this was before I did the whole YouTube house toys. And uh, I know I'm confident in my marketing and that we can get you the most ex- exposure and top dollar. But I, I, it's still, it's just people didn't really understand it or they just don't understand the difference. It did sound like any other agent. Right. So I was like, okay, there must be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> that That's the basic line for like, if you're an entrepreneur, like there must be a better way. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's how you know you're entrepreneurial when you're always trying to find a better way to do things and you have a solution and then, and actually execute it. Right. So I was like, okay, finally when COVID happened, I have no excuse. I have time to do this. Oh, it, it was the birth of COVID. It, it was no COVID literally <laughs> the first week when the shutdown after the NBA announced shutdown. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when then we do that. Okay, the world's gonna be shut down. This is, this is so for the, real. the Rudy Gobert moment. The Rudy Gobert <laughs> moment when people was walking out of the arena 
And I was like, okay, so this COVID thing is for real. Okay, let's let, you know, strap my family in, go to Costco, buy all the, oh, the toilet paper, buy all the toilet the paper, life. buy all my dry goods, all the pho, the noodles, right? Bread. <laughs> I don't know why my wife buy a bread making machine that only she only used once. <laughs> everybody thought she's a. Everybody thought they're like a professional chef <laughs> at that time of COVID. So, anyways, I was in my basement. I was like, okay, this idea I had that how can I show. Uh, how we market a property, our market our listings. And another thing was, I was also tired of doing showings. So, and specifically sometimes we're like, because we, 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 we're listing specialists at that time with me and William. We're like, okay, yeah. we decided that we want to just do listings. So we, we want to really figure out a way to market our properties in a more systemized way. So without being in person or show them. So I was like, okay, why don't we do a signature house tour, uh, a house tour, I mean, a walkthrough, but not just, a normal walkthrough of going just showing the house, but what does things that typically a buyer asks for when you do a showing? Yeah, right? how's yeah. the area? What are the finishes? Once the house, what built? school is yeah, zoned for? School? Which school yeah. is good? The rankings of it? Uh, how close it is to the next uh, highway entrance? Yeah, grocery store, grocery where's stores, the community Costco. centers, <laughs> and obviously the pricing. What do you think the price is at Zen? What do you think the price is at Raymond? Like, what are yeah. the comps? And when you throw the comp up, so there, I'm like, yeah. okay, why don't we just throw that on the video? Right, throw yeah. that on the video, do it in a way that is our style, right? And and I, n- I never really like the type of the, like like to flex anything or or show off anything. It's just really going there and you know just try to be a really good a re- really good real estate agent and just explain everything that I can, so you can make an educated decision. Yeah. So that's where the birth of signature house tour was. Like, okay, I'm just gonna throw everything in this video and then. Like this way I can show the buyers. And then it, it caught on where the seller's like, okay, well, this is very good videos. So People want to basically work with you because like, oh, I want my house to be marketed like this, right? Correct. And yeah. when I go to a listing appointment, it's so much more easier than, it's so much more easier, man. Like I go in there, uh, a lot of times when the moment they open the door, you kind of see in their eyes already that they already chose you. This is what to make sure that you don't, you know, you're not crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, like, you yeah, yeah. Or like you're stupid. the real person. Yeah. yeah, you're the real person that you don't screw it up. Like you're not some kind of alcoholic. <laughs> you know what's one of the weird, weirdest thing I get? Yeah. I guess like maybe 20% of the time when I meet someone that's female. They're like, you're a lot taller than I thought you would be. I'm like, yo, how'd you, th- how'd you th- how tall do you think I would be? Your videos, you look tall. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Like, I don't think I look short on it. Yeah. But then like, it's very much kind of like, it's a lot easier because people know who you are and yeah. what kind of you're about. Yeah. Have you ever had Way someone easier. just call you because like, oh, like, oh, hey, I saw your video on your signature house tour and they're like, hey, can you come look at my house and give me an opinion on it? Um, yeah, typically, uh, honestly, said we've been having real estate agents calling us in. So, huh? yeah, real estate agents, oh, license. Yeah, no, I, these are, these, listen, these are great agents, okay? Like, they know what they're doing and because they see our marketing and they see our signature house tour, they're like, you want to list my property? I'm like, Sure, <laughs> let's go, right? And, you know, th- these guys, yeah. So no, it helped a lot the, uh, with the, now that you have a video and clearly show your your unique proposition, your value, my listing appointment is now cut off from, back then it's three hours, now it's probably average one hour, one hour. We don't yeah. even get into the marketing part. If we just get to the meat of it. What's a commission? What do you think our house is priced at? What is the logistics, the timeline I'm looking at? That's, yeah. That's kind of like what ours are too. Like when someone yeah. calls me, they're like, hey, can you come take a look at my property? And then we basically, I go in there, I take a video for the team so we can get the staging, the repair guy, the handyman, and all the things we need to do. And we can just like roll out to the next one. 
But I find we don't usually get a lot of objection with like pricing and not many objections with like the cost, right? So like the professional fees, because they're like, okay, I, like you said, like I've already made up my mind. I'm gonna use a, um, like use end or use ready for kind of like selling this property. And it's just a lot smoother, right? You don't have to like try to sell yourself. You have established your credibility and your value from your YouTube videos or your yeah. marketing. That's what it comes down to. You don't need to upsell yourself and explain why you're different than any other realtors because they can just literally go on the laptop now, type Xan uh, or Prime Properties, look up all your videos, see how you explain it, and then they know that you're the real deal. Yeah, and, a lot of and, like and, they, and the best thing around. is they, they can relate to you. Yeah, because it's because it's I know that when I see a property, it's, it's exactly how you're talking to me like now. <laughs> you know, you're not you're not putting up some kind of front or anything like that. No. Like, you're you're the real you in your video, so people can relate to you when you're authentic and genuine. So they really know that. Okay, yeah, it seems like Zen will be a great agent for us. But that's the whole like they gotta talk to us. Like, okay, he's the real deal. He's not like putting up a facade on video. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Have you ever been recognized yet? Well. The funniest thing, Zen, uh, I don't know if you know this uh, Hong Kong actor. Uh, I don't know his English name. His Chinese name is uh, Zhen Kai Chong. And uh, he's in a lot of uh, these TVBs and movies, right? Is he like uh, current or like from before? He's still currently making movies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But back then, I would say there was a time that he was like really, really popular. Like in the 90s? No, he's, he's fairly new, like probably a few years ago, five okay, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been uh, acting for like 10 years now, probably. More than that, but what I'm trying to say is that when I go out and I get these stares, uh, let's just say I'm eating at a restaurant with my family, the server will look at me. He's like, "Oh, you look so familiar. Where have we seen you from?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, listen. There's only two possible uh, answers for this. It's either you've seen my for sale signs, my real estate signs, yeah, right. I have I'm, seen your I'm, face. I'm, I'm like a realtor, yeah. Or you think I'm a Hong Kong." <laughs> actor <laughs> named so and so. They're like, "Yo, oh, you're the Hong Kong guy. You're the Hong Kong actor. That's why I know you." Because I look like a lot of people say that I look like. You, you gotta like send this. me a uh, show me after. I'll show you after yeah, yeah, my yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Too bad we don't have a Jamie here. I'll be like, Jamie, pull it up. Joe <laughs> 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 Rogan, <Rogan. laughs> just pull it up. Yeah. You got this? I don't know where it's Titan. That's, oh, that's, that's this guy. Oh, I see. Yeah, I yeah. see. Yeah. Zen mics just fell. Yeah, oh, it's okay. I so got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's funny because uh, they're like, yeah, either you, yeah, you're that Hong Kong actor, or because I, I, sometimes I say that maybe you see my real estate signs, and they're like, no, 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 I've never seen your real estate signs. <laughs> we talking about? And I'm like, okay, so it's the Hong Kong actor. It's like yes, or it's like you know, not a Chinese person. I'm like, there's no way if I see the Hong Kong actor. No, no, no. Right. No, yeah. So, so I said like, maybe it's my real estate signs. Like yes. Okay, yeah, I've seen your uh, house. It's you the have a more very PC name. way of approaching it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, your, your last name is great for selling real estate. How? Yeah. Raymond William Howe, house team, and then eventually we rebranded to house. Yeah. And uh, like, listen, we're born to sell houses. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's good, right? Like everyone's kind of like spin their last name into something. Right. And I just couldn't deal with like Liang. I was like, oh, forget it. Liang is a tough one, buddy. Yeah, it's a really tough one. <laughs> Liang. Yeah, it's a very what, what can you possibly one. say? Do, do you always imagine you have those really lame slogans? I like, don't want to throw shit at anybody, but like I think everyone <laughs> starts with it, and then like once you get big enough, you're like, okay, I think I need to rebrand. <laughs> yeah, you always try to switch it up, right? I guess. Yeah, it's just like you, you want to change it up, and so you know you modernize the brand. I think the whole marketing and branding now is like flat, kind of very obvious, bright colors. 
Yeah. Yeah, because, like, that's why we chose orange, right? We're like, all right, if we do red or blue, I'm like, okay, that's the Remax colors. If we do, I forgot what the other colors. I think Century 21 is, like, yellow. Yellow and black. Uh, Royal of Page is, like, white and red. gray or red something. So yeah. I'm like, all right, nobody's orange. Let's just use orange. Yeah, I like that. And it worked out. And I think I see your signs all the time when I um, drive around in York Region. I'm like, oh, he's got all the colors. I'm like, okay, even better. He's got the whole rainbow. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't decide. That's why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do every color. <laughs> yeah, but you have four colors on your board. <laughs> I, I couldn't decide. Let's, let's just do every color. Well, we, 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 we did that. And actually, I was the help from uh, Pranav, actually. I got a shout out to Pranav. Literally, he's sitting right here behind the camera. I asked him, and I always 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 ask for feedback because i think that's the best thing to do instead of you may have an idea in your head or you may have something that you want to do that you think is the best but i'm like listen at the end of the day what are you doing you you you, you're offering a business or service for the clients the consumers so it's like it's all more about like what they want or what they think so i'm just like yeah yeah, always get feedback actually sometimes like when we do lose a listing I will ask the seller. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'll ask the seller. I'll call them back. Hey, what's the reason why you decided to chose the other agent? How many times did it come down to price? Sorry? How how many times did it come down to price? Pretty much all the time. Yeah. Pretty much all the time. Yeah. I have to say, yeah. Yeah. Before it it wasn't, there would probably be a bit of something else. But now, it's all just price. It's it's not connection because it's the price. And um, I think it's very common, right? Because you have different type of kind of clients you... Um, bring on board right and a lot of the times like if it comes down to price it's not that they don't like you and I think a lot of people get offended it's just like sometimes for whatever reason the price is more important to that person right for whatever that reason is and like there's no fault at them and unless you want to you know reduce your price like I, I think it's just a learning process where you're just going to move on or you just haven't kind of shown your value proposition enough so that you justify call it what you're commanding right how often like have you ever fired a client like yes. have you ever, yeah. Yeah, 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 not took a business because it's just like you already know that it's gonna be, it's not gonna work out. You know, like when you, I mean, we've been doing this like what twenty years in total, roughly, exactly more than ten years. Yeah. Sometimes you know when you just like talk to someone and then you get the vibe from some. I'm like, yeah, don't. I'm, yeah, all, no, I'm no, all about no, the vibe. I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I am all <laughs> about the energy. Yeah. Like the moment I met that person, I already know that we're not gonna gel. Yeah. And even if we're connected and and like we aligned with pricing and everything else uh, of how the strategy and everything, I just know. This is not going to end well. Because, like, when, you know what? I think when we were younger and, like, maybe new in their careers, like, you want to chase everything, right? And you just don't, you know, you don't know when to stop because sometimes you... You never think, experienced it. Yeah. You don't exactly. know. Uh, and I, I, listen, I agree. Like, when you when you first start off, try everything. Yeah. You go wherever the money is. Like, just try everything and you know which sticks, one you like. Right? Yeah, see what sticks. So. But I think a lot of people uh, forget that, like, for you to open another door, sometimes you have to close certain existing ones, right? Yeah. So, like, if you can't... Learning to say no. Yeah, learning to say no to move on to the next one. Sometimes you're not, like, ready for the next client. So you kind of have to, like, learn to say no. But, like, you know, sometimes if you get started, like, you never know whether it's going to work out. Like, do you remember your first deal? My first deal was bad. Mine was super bad. Mine was so bad. All right, I'll go first. So Okay, go first, yeah. We, we started leasing. Okay. I remember, I don't want to dox the client, but like Lansdowne and Bloor, 800 bucks for one bedroom. The guy was new here and it was such an uphill battle because it's just a lease too, right? And you know how like sometimes you have to like prove and sell it to the other agent that like, oh, hey, this is a good tenant. And it was so difficult because the income didn't match, the credit score didn't match. And we went to so many different places and I was like, oh, maybe I should just give up. And I didn't know how to say no. And 
that first deal took me about six months to do for $800 lease. And I was like, okay, I'm grateful that I did my first one. But then afterwards, I was like, man, this is really hard. Do I really want to do real estate? Right. But then I think looking back now, like, I think being so focused on trying to get them into that property, not knowing, like, and just like say, maybe the qualifications weren't what some people are looking for. It was like an uphill battle, right? Like sometimes you just have to learn how to say no. So did you end up getting that deal done though? Eventually, like six months later. Yeah, yeah, we did. But then like, I feel like if knowing what I know now, I would have been like, hey, you know, you got to like stop this one. Be like, hey, this is, we tried many, many times and like, you're not taking the recommendations that we're doing to actually get the place right so like but as the first deal that like, it took you that long six months oh what, yeah what, what do you so think was the reason why it took you that long like if you wish if you knew what you knew before that you maybe could have done earlier what, what 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 is the reason i would say more so just like you weren't you, you knew how to get the per, like per person into the property and i wasn't like firm enough like hey you got to come up somewhere uh you know call it like a yeah. month on the back end right just posture right? Yeah, yeah yeah exactly so like you weren't confident, confident enough yeah. like, hey you got to do this to get this thing done right obviously it comes Agreed. from inexperience Agreed. Right? yeah when yeah. you're new like everything is just like it's like a deer in the headlights everything's just blind like i don't know what's going on <laughs> just everything is just testing it out like okay let's let's, do, let's try this let's try that and you just keep like it's like the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing, thinking eventually it will work, yeah. but really it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. My first deal was a family deal. I see. Yeah. Well, like I joined a brokerage. I right up right away when I got licensed. I joined a, the biggest brokerage in the city. I'm not going to name names, but yeah, yeah. the slogan was home of the top producers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I was naive to think that when I, Join them automatically. I become a top producer. They're <laughs> gonna teach me the ways to become a top producer. The secret sauce. The secret sauce is only at that brokerage. Yeah. So, my manager at that time, uh, when I asked him for advice um, of how to get business, was literally, "Go speak to everybody you know." Yeah, which is and, family. Which is family. Yeah. So I did that, and if I knew that. What I knew now is like don't even deal with your family because <laughs> family is just more headaches. Yeah. Actually, deal with cold leads. Honestly, do with cold, cold network, cold audience. Do with people you don't know. That's my. That's honestly my suggestion. Um, but anyways, my first deal was a family deal, and it got so bad. And 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 as well, I didn't know that. I should just start with leases and rentals. Kind of get your foot wet first. I just wanted right away only focus on resale, buy and sell. Yeah. And I knew like a, as a young guy, like who's gonna trust me to sell or, or buy, right? So I'm like, okay, so I listen to my manager's advice and just focus on my family. At least they know me, right? I got the family listing. I actually got the listing nice. from the family. Yeah, and it was a nice townhouse, good area, very sellable. But things went downhill very fast because I did not know how to structure an offer uh, and at least negotiate an offer, or know even the how to get the top dollar for my client. Really, I I, I didn't get any of, the, of that kind of training, or didn't know how to ask. And yeah, it was bad. It was bad to the point that the family friend uh, said that, listen, um, I know another agent and I get I get it. I we retain you. No problem. We're not going to cancel you or anything like that. But I have another agent uncle uh, that can kind of like take over <laughs> and uh, you can just like sit over there. And just chill. <laughs> yeah, it was bad, but I did learn a lot. I have to say at least I learned a lot from my mistakes. Right. And going through that. That think, one deal helped me a lot, I have to say. I think everybody goes through. You had to go yeah, through. You had to yeah, go through those yeah, kind like, of. It's also kind of like yeah. when I try to train people, I'm like, look, you're, I'm not going to be able to tell you 
how every transaction is going to go because no, everyone's you different. You need, you need experience it. You need to see, ideally, you got to follow me and see how we do it. Yeah. Then you can limit your mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of you going out and trying to figure it yourself and, and, and experience those mistakes yourself. That's another thing with teams, right? Don't you think that if you're a new agent, would you advise them joining some kind of uh, organization or team? or 100%. Right? 100%. I, but I think the challenge with a lot of people is that they think they do on their own. And at least when like I interview a lot of people when we're kind of like uh, growing the team, yeah, it's always like, what's your commission split? Why am I giving you so much commission? Right. But I think people underestimate the earning potential that they're foregoing by not learning all the mistakes. Kind of like, you know, being on the shoulders of giants, right? Yeah. You should learn your mistakes so that in the first few years, you're learning more so they can start earning. But yeah. if you're only just focusing on earning and doing your one or two deals and getting 100% of that, wouldn't you rather get like 25 or 50% of like 10 deals? Exactly. And you get the math learning. Makes so much sense. Yeah, but just the math. People are short-sighted. And yeah. I think that's actually a good like barometer when I ask someone, exactly. like, why do you want to do it? And they're like, oh, yeah. And that's, if that's the first thing they ask me. I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're You already know that you're not going to I already know. Yeah, you in already the first know. five minutes, I already know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you want people who, Focus on other people first, at least our ethics too, right? Similar to yours. And just people who have that, I want to learn and then I'll make money afterwards, yeah. right? And no, I so think right. a lot of people forget that because yeah. they look at like the commission checks right now and they're like, oh, all I need to just do one or two. So I go to the biggest brokerage in the world, <laughs> in Toronto and, you know, it's like a flat fee. I do two deals. I'm good. I'm rolling. I can go lease a new car now. But yeah. it's just not that because the amount of mistakes you make and the amount of learning you forego, like, you're paying the idiot tax. You should really <laughs> just like yeah. go learn so that you can earn afterwards. Cause yeah. I tried to do that first two, three years and I was like, forget, it. I'm just getting a mentor. So I learned from one of the biggest agents in Yorkville for commercial. Um, I followed someone else for learning. And then I think uh, we did some coaching as well. Right. So like, you just gotta go learn and from other people who've done it before. So don't make the same mistakes over and over again. 100% agreed. Yeah. yeah. If you're a new agent, definitely join a team. Especially just like the beginning year one, year two, you don't have to stay there if you don't have if you if you don't want to. But like definitely the first few years, you you will grow so much more faster and learn from everyone else's mistakes. When we when we have new members that's interested in joining, and we, we I, I don't call it interview; it's more of like a discovery um, meeting because at the end of the day, it's kind of like I'm interviewing you, you're interviewing me in a sense, just discovering yeah. if, we, if we vibe well. Um, for me, it's asking about their core values. Like, what is your values, right? And then if, if the values align, then I can sense that we can work well together. Because for me, it's all about the attitude. It's all about the attitude. If you have the right attitude, yeah. Well, like, I think at this point where we are, like, I've learned you can't change people. You can't change people. You can't change people. Like, it's you just can't like, help people that don't want to be helped. Yeah. Like, you just, <laughs> like the, the, I think the yeah, got to be coachable. Is, yeah. So the thing I say is like, hey, if you fall in the water, yeah. you got to get out because falling in the water doesn't kill you. Staying in there, you drown. Yeah. So like you need to be like part of your own rescue. If you're not a good follower and coachable, it's just like, okay, then why do you want to be in a team? Uh, you know what I mean? You're here to get the support and mentorship and advice, right? So. Well, I mean, people must like message you try to join a team because you, they think it's like a free ride if they get on your team. Leads. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I get it. There's, there's three different like team structure, right? There's the lead gen, there's the more of a community and there's the kind of like um, working from uh, uh, like a one leader kind of structure, right? Yeah, and like then, the big like, guy. The big guy, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're the opposite of that, right? We're more about a community. Like there's no hierarchy with us, right? Yeah. Like, and that's why attitude has to be very important. Just like if you're in like 
in the same if you're living in the same village as people it's just like you want to be with people that are aligned yeah that we have the same kind of goal and vision and not like everyone for themselves it's it's, it's you can't be like that it's not gonna work well so why did you start a team why or when why why i started was because i just want to work with awesome people i know it sounds lame but <laughs> it's just real estate is a very lonely business yeah it's it's it's, it's a, a super very lonely, lonely business yeah and two reasons. One, I just share with you. I just want to work with like-minded people. People that's just like but you had your brother. I'm my brother, but my brother's boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my brother's boring. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he's he's fun sometimes, but most of the time he's yeah. And I just want to be around and people around us that's like okay, we have the similar energy. And how much more fun would it be if we are doing stuff together? Like when I achieve a win, people celebrating with me, or when someone else got wins, we celebrate. You know what I mean? And and we can bounce off ideas and bounce off um, uh, any kind of uh, advice or challenges. Like we have that uh, meeting every two weeks for our, our team, uh, our community here is that we share our wins and challenges. Yeah. Like that's the first thing we do in a meeting. Okay, everyone, what's your weekly wins challenges? Yeah. And that's the best. Like what I just said. You can limit your mistakes as a new agent if you join. Like you're literally with ten different producers, and everyone's sharing their challenges, yeah. and then everyone's sharing their advice because everyone has different experience. Everyone get, go through different things in real estate. Yeah. That's why you need to be. I feel like even if you're not a team, try to partner up or doing something because like real estate is so fluid and so. Um, it, it, it's such a big diff, uh, industry. There's so many things to learn, so many things to, so many different challenges. Well, there's so many different, there's, like, you can't know it all. On it. Yeah, exactly. You can't know it all. It's impossible. I'm always humble in the sense that I'm always asking asking different people. Like, even I've been in business for a long time. That I'm like, okay, how would you handle the situation? Like, or have you experienced something like this, this deal? Like, literally last week, we, we did a deal that was just like, we've never experienced that. <laughs> like, we've never experienced that. And then you gotta ask for help. Like even yeah, we asked Joseph and we asked other top brokers in the city. You know, you just gotta be humble enough to be to do that. Well, some people are not. Some right? are not. Well, and, I think a lot of people, and that's the issue of this industry. I find it. It's just like, it's very tough to 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 do business like that. It's not competitiveness. It's collaboration. Well, I mean, I think I always tell people, I'm like, you know, when you do a deal, there's a confirmation of cooperation. I just think just the same, Zang. <laughs> there's a reason why it's called cooperation. I know. Not uh, confirmation of competition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I tell, I always tell people, like, I can tell, like, when they're newer, all right? And I'm like, hey, yeah. Uh, just, yeah, just bring me what you got, right? We're here to cooperate. Let me know what's going on and we can strike a deal. Great, right? It's not about, like who's going to out-trick who, right? Because like when those yeah. negotiations, it, there's, it's not a zero-sum game. They're, like you I can think it's some kind of chessboard game. Yeah, it, no. you can have win-win. Like yeah. if you have to make a concession to get the other person to win so that they can, you know, fulfill their obligations, then yeah. that's fine, right? You just got to figure that out. Yeah. And I think with experience, you can kind of read people, what their motives are and how to creatively structure a deal that works for most people, right? And people just forget that, right? Which is kind of nice. Like, you know, when you have a reputation and someone calls you and they're like, oh, hey, How's it going, man? It's been a while. And then, like, the deal just is easier. Way easier. Yeah, way, way easier. easier. That's another benefit of having your name out there is that doing deals are so much more easier. Yeah, <laughs> it really yeah. is. Doing deals yeah. is a lot easier, way easier when I first started that, like, nobody nobody knows, know me, knows me and knows us. Like, now, and it's not just about, even if they don't know, I think you have to be extremely friendly and extremely willing to reach out and and willing to cooperate, like you just said. 
this business, the more cooperative you are, the more farther you go. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I think people you can't be close-minded. Yeah, I, I think it gets kind of like a little bit weird when people think about it because, like, let's look at the current market now, right? Like, what are we seventy thousand agents? Eighty. 80. Okay. You're getting to 80 there, there's some that are part-time, right? Like they park their license. Yeah, you don't know if they're part-time or full-time, but yeah, there's 80,000 agents now. So 80, yeah. and I was tracking stats for like Ron pays for 65,000 transactions, which means you got two ends. So that's about 130,000. So technically that's like 1.1 deal per person if you split up that way. So mm-hmm. like I think when people think of it that way, they're like, oh, I got to get my piece, right? But in reality, you're like, look, like I, I don't think it's there's that much competition. Like if you just do what you're supposed to do and you just treat other people well like things will come to you right like you just can't be so emotionally tied to that one piece of the transaction so like if you ask for help maybe like do other people's open house right like i think our brokerage chat is like there's tons of people who don't want to do the open house that's a great way to get started we love our brokerage chat yeah everyone's helping each other yeah so like I, i think as long as you have some kind of like support system and you go and be cooperative, like I think things will be fine. You'd have to be like, oh, here's my little secret. I can't share it with you. <laughs> no, definitely not. In this day and age, like I'm still kind of like, it's, it's, it's dumb. I'm dumbfounded. Like, it's wild that agents don't, are still so like keeping themselves like, oh, I gotta, I can't, I'm not, I'm, I can't share. He's gonna steal it and they're gonna steal my business and gonna steal my market share. No, like, no. <laughs> no, like you have different energies. Like even for us, like um, I find like everyone in marketing, like you, everyone swipes people's different things, right? So like I will try something in marketing and it works and be like, oh, that's a great idea and they will copy it. And the way I say, I'm like, it's not that they're copying me. I'm like, that's almost kind of like, oh, I'm flattered, you know? You think what I came up with is a good idea. It's the ultimate form of compliment. It's the ultimate form Exactly, right? That's how I look at it. So when I'm like, okay, well, for me, I'm like, okay, if I want to be like crazy good listing with videos, I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at Ray's videos. I'm like, all right, what's he doing here? I'm like, okay, I'll take this. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm like, and I'll be like, hey, Ray, I did this. Because I think when you, in COVID, you were asking me like, oh, hey, uh, what were the pros and cons of like starting a YouTube channel? I'm like, I'm just just start, man, just start. (laughs) I love that. I love that advice, actually. Like you was just like, you didn't give me a fallout essay. Just like, just start. Yeah. I love that. Don't think so much. Just start. Yeah. Just because you figure start. it out afterwards. Yeah. Right? You figure it out along, uh, along the way. Yeah. Don't, don't you, think so much. Better done than perfect. Yeah. You just eventually get it. Go eventually get it. You get better and better. So yeah. it's the idea of like, if you improve 1% every single day, it's much better than like, you know, you find the perfect day. It's the mama day. mentality. Yeah. That's what Kobe Bryant said. Yeah. Yeah. It's improve 1% each day. And you just get better Patience. and better and better. It's a long-term game here. It's not about trying to give a do- try to get a thousand followers in one day. Trying to go get that video viral when it's the f- first five videos. Like that's not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, it took me so long to get my first thousand. Yeah, but I, I remember when I did it. I think back in the day, you could monetize out a thousand views. I was like, oh snap, I could monetize. Made for like I'm making 10 money. Cents. Made ten cents. Made ten cents that month. Still money in the bank. <laughs> that's it. Passive income. Forget about real estate deals. That's it. I'm gonna become a full-time YouTuber. <laughs> Oh my goodness. 13,000 subs do not make much money. Did you get that plaque yet from YouTube? No, I think, I don't know what it is. I think it's like 100,000 subscribers. Oh, that's where you get the plaque from, right? I don't know. I never looked into it. I oh. know there's different ones. I think it's like 100,000 and then like a million. I'm nowhere even close. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not trying to be like a YouTube star. Like, it's But how do you stay, stay consistent then? Because it, it, it is a lot of work, a lot of thinking of creating the content, the filming, the editing. Like how, how, how do you keep consistent? You just got to do it. That, that's it. That's why I tell people, like, these are the things that are my must do. And like in all business, like your problems are solved if you know how to lead gen. And I figured out like that and paid ads are my lead gen. And if I don't 
carve out time each and every single week as my must do, then I'm not going to have future business. You always have to do what's good for you, like future Zen. I got to do those things first because everyone's so wrapped up in the current thing, right? So like I would get wrapped up in, you know, looking through listings, giving clients updates on their listings, right? You're so wrapped up in the day to day that you forget to take care of yourself in the future. So you have to do the lead gen and that solves every business's problem. If you know how to lead gen, you're fine. Like doing a real estate deal is not hard. Finding the clients to work with is the hard part. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And it's okay to, if you have an idea or you're not sure where to start, like you said, it's okay to copy. <laughs> it's okay to copy, but just do it and, yeah, and put it. your flair to it. Put your flavor in it. Yeah, because right? like, there's, I think, at least from like, my I don't have to call copy because at the end of the day, it's just like you want to do something that that works. Well, yeah, right? be original. Don't like completely copy word for word. That, that's plagiarism. Well, <laughs> in, well, in marketing, it's called swiping the idea. But right, like you're right, just like you, you have to put your flair on it because like maybe my fast talking nerdy number thing is it gonna like be appeal genuine. to some people, yourself. right? Yeah, just do what works for you because you'll attract your type of people, right? Yeah. Like I have somehow just attracted a ton of accountants and engineers, yeah, just because they also like my nerdy approach. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was speaking to my real estate buddy and uh, he said uh, a line that made so much sense. Uh, shout out to uh, Siwoo. I'm not going to say this full name, first name. Do I know them? Uh, maybe he probably do. He's famous too. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said that, wait a minute, every agent copies each other, okay? Yeah. It's about who works the hardest and put the most effort. So true, right? It's just like everybody copies each other, but who is actually going to execute and put in that work day to day? To make it, um, to make it, to make it to the way that you want it to be, right? So it's just like how I look at big corporations: DoorDash, Uber Eats, Uber Lyft, like Apple, Microsoft. They copied each other too. When it was a good idea, like when Uber came, right away there's all these copycats. Right away there was Lyft and Didi from other China, and then it's about who's doing the fastest, the best. Speed. Yeah. Okay. Speed, yeah. Speed. That's basically Speed. you have to do it really quickly. Speed. Don't overthink things. Like that's business number one, right? One on one. Speed. Well, a lot of people have a hard time kind of executing on ideas, right? Like sometimes people overanalyze. So it's almost kind of That's better. the biggest trap. That's the biggest trap. That's the biggest trap for me. And I learned that early on is that again, typical uh I mean a naive young real estate agent just got licensed, home of the top producers. How, how, how I was old were you when you first got I was in university, so I was twenty. Oh man. 2008. Did you use your OSAP money Financial for the licensing? Crisis? No, I just did so many part-time jobs. Oh, I, I did I did everything, man. I was Starbucks barista, ended up becoming supervisor, many server jobs, uh, UPS. I even loaded trucks in UPS. There was right across from York. Uh, did, I did everything. I hustled to no tomorrow. And, uh, you know, you just gotta make your ends meet and, and, and continue grinding. Um, so, yeah, like I did all these hustle, side hustles. But yeah, you got you got to keep on being disciplined and keep at it. Well, it, it's one of those things where it's not, I would say discipline is one way to put it. It's, I think everyone just over indexes on kind of like, what's the secret sauce to doing it? But like, I think if whatever it is the way you're doing it, you just keep no, yeah, don't, being don't consistent on it. it. Yeah, don't overthink it. And that's the biggest trouble. What, what I want to say was that when I first started, uh, I was so busy with planning and not executing. Don't be those type of people that just like, oh, I have the best idea. I'm going to have the best looking logo, best business card, best YouTube video. No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You, 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 whatever's in your head that you think is the best, 
it's not what the public actually thinks. Yeah, and you, you don't know that. Yes, you, you don't know that until you do it. You don't know that until you do it. Yeah, yeah it's just like you said, one percent. Just keep it getting better. As long as you're one percent better, and at the end of the year, you're gonna be three hundred sixty percent better. Yeah, exactly. So, so what would X. so what would Raymond, if he just got licensed now in twenty twenty three, what's the first thing you would do? Like you said, join a team. Yeah, that's that already will minimize your mistakes at least 50%. That will 3x accelerate your business, minimum. These are just conservative numbers, I think. As long if you have a good attitude and you're coachable. If you're coming into this thinking that you have a game plan that you're gonna do it your way and you're gonna be, and you're the attitude that's like not coachable and a bit arrogant, then no, you're not right. Yeah, then you may maybe you just want to stay as solo. You maybe I don't think you're you're gonna be a team player. Just stay solo and figure yourself. Then <laughs> that's that's my opinion. Attitude is very important. That's just how I look at it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I look at it. And maybe not even for right for real estate, because it's a service based business. It's a people business. Yeah, actually, one of the things I picked up on is like a lot of like successful realtors I know are nice. Well, they're nice, but like a lot of them came from the service industry. I was a server. Yeah, I was a server too. Yeah. Like you learned hospitality. so much. Yeah, hospitality. Yeah. Sales, server. Like if you if you have those skill set, then yeah, you, you should definitely consider venturing off to be a real estate agent. Because if you're selling whatever you're selling, phones, cars, then why not 10X or commission? And it's not, it's, not a good, it's not about money. If you're happy selling that, great. But well, I'm let's sure. Be real. Like a lot of people come to real estate think it's think it's easy money. I think it's easy. Yeah. I think it's easy. But I, I would agree that if you have those sales uh, background, it helps a lot. If you're like a promoter, and a, if you're a car salesman, insurance, it helps a lot if you if you want to transition to real estate. Yeah, like I think everybody that makes a decent amount of money from what I gather, like when I ask them like, how did they get into real estate? Because like real estate, very rarely is it like your first job, except for like you and some other people. It's always like your second gig. Like True. your second real career. Yeah, you're right. Actually, my first full time is is real estate. I never thought about that. You're yeah, because right. like <laughs> real estate was so like, many hustles, side hustles. Yeah, yeah. Like my real estate is not my first thing. But like everyone yeah. I talk to is like it's your second career. You're like your first one bombed, or you just didn't like it enough that you're like, okay, I'm gonna go get a real estate license. Yeah, but I, but then then that's that's why I like you know as we started team. That's why I started team because my first few years. I made like no money and I made so many mistakes. Oh yeah, of course. So I don't want to see that happening for a lot of people. I don't want to see that happening. That's why you asked me what's the number one advice is, is to join a team. It doesn't have to be my team. It doesn't have to be Zen Join any team, whatever. I highly suggest it's about the vibe and a connection, yeah. right? And also if whatever you want to do, if that person, is, uh, team leader is a pre-construction specialist, if that's what you want to focus on, then obviously you want to join that kind of team. Yeah. But more importantly, Definitely go sit down to multiple. Don't just sit one and yeah. get a vibe of each one. Yeah. And you know, based on the energy, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sounds like you're going to basically start like a first one year in real estate course. Should I sell the course? It's a good idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Process of duplication. Really just create a course and just like, yeah, instead of just repeating myself. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad of an idea. <laughs> You're welcome. I will take royalties on that. That's it. I'm going to credit Zen. You know, you don't have to. You yeah. can just swipe my idea. I, I, I would just be, oh, Ray Car took my idea. I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> so what what is your mantra? Like, what is your, like, favorite quote? We always ask the, our guests this, like, what's your what's your or mantra or that you live by? Uh, I don't know if there's a mantra. Right? Like, the thing I tell my team is always, like, there's just three principles we go by. Do the right thing. Yeah. 
treat other people as how you want to be treated and just give it a hundred percent. Yeah. I find if you follow those things, like it's very hard to go wrong because like your intentions come off the right way. And if you do the right thing, it'll keep you away from doing ethically gray things, right? Which, you know, our industry is notoriously good known for. So if you just follow these things, I think gray. it's fine. People are gray, not black. Yeah, yeah, gray, gray, <laughs> gray. Yeah. So I think those are the three things, right? But like, I think from a business perspective, depending on like who's watching this, like, I think it's like a Gary V thing where it's like, um, my man, uh, e- easy, easy choices. What was it? Easy choices, hard life, hard choices, easy life. Yeah. You got to do the hard things yeah. so you can have an easy life. Nothing comes easy. You really like, I like to do the hard things right in the beginning. That's my opinion. Oh, you have putting to. out fires, uh, taking doing the hustle right in the beginning. Well, this is why, like, I always make my content in the beginning because I'm like, if I don't do it, stuff is going to get in the way. You yeah. have to go do the hard thing in the beginning, and like, you only have so much willpower in a day, yeah. right? So you got to just do all the hard things in the beginning. Even for me, like sometimes I'm like tired. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. But yeah. it's those hard things that really that you really grow. Yeah, right? you have to punish yourself. But at the same time, like once you do it enough, it becomes easy. Right. Well, repetition becomes easy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like you just gotta find your your mojo, your vibe. Yeah, exactly. yeah. What about favorite book? Can you? What's your favorite book? I've read so many. Uh, right now, I'm real. I'm rereading the Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. I actually haven't read that yet, but so many people recommended that book to it's me. It's a good book. It's yeah. a, it's a good book. Um, I think you just came up with another book right now. Um, How I first came on my radar is that I went to. A titan, basically. I want to say a titan in the industry. Uh, been in, like basically a big, big influencer in the city. I went to his cottage uh, in Muskoka, and he was reading it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because he get, let us, uh, meet my family, and the kids play in his boat and in, in the water. He was just chilling there, uh, you know, sunbathing and reading his book. I'm like, wow, even you're reading this book? Like, you it's just, a good book. Yeah, so I, that's where I'm like, okay, I must read this book then. Well, it's kind of like once you, the psychology of teach, teaches you, I would think, how to like keep your money. That's yeah. essentially it. Like I think one of the biggest things is like uh so important. Yeah, like you, you can keep it if you're content. Really. Not, you can't just be a big spender. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. That's basically it, right. Just be content with what you have. Right. Like you don't need flashy things. They don't make you happy. One one saying that I live by is that you have to respect money. If you don't respect money, money will not respect you. No, so you what I mean that. by that yeah, what I mean by that is that you have to value even a dollar. Right, right. Like I remember when I was a kid in Chinatown, I go with my parents to groceries, and then they would drop like, I um, sorry, I mean I would drop like a, a penny or a quarter. I like to play around with money or something, whatever. Drop it, and they're like, "You better pick that up right now, right? You better pick that up now." Like even like a penny, right? That's like a collectible at this point, man. They don't a exist. penny is collectible, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks, then for uh, joining our pod. Hustle hard, stay humble. If you haven't. Uh, Check out pod, uh, checked out Zen's pod. Uh, sorry, screw that up. If you if you haven't checked out Zen's YouTube channel, Prime Properties To, make sure you go follow. Anywhere else where our guests can uh, find you? That's it. Anyone who wants to find me, the easiest way is just look for a chat with Zen.com and you can just book a call. That's generally the easiest way to find me. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Cool, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.